welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And we're back, and I have to say, I've been looking forward to today's radio show. And the reason I've been looking forward to uh, today's radio show is not only because it gives us an opportunity to be in front of the tens of thousands of regular listeners that we have now. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. In case I haven't said thank you to all of you that have helped us get the word out, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Um, But also because this is one of Julie and I's favorite topics, and the topic today is about motivation. Why did we choose motivation for today's radio show, aside from the fact that it's one of our favorite topics? Because motivation is one of those things that ebbs and flows in all of us. And motivation is one of those elusive things that seems to uh, ebb more than it flows. And if we can learn to cause that feeling in ourselves, in other words, if there were, you know, if there's a system, seven steps, six steps, something that you can do voluntarily, whenever you feel like you need an extra dose of motivation, well, then imagine what you could accomplish in life. Well, that is what today's radio show is about, and we're going to condense that in a half hour. So I want you guys all to pay attention. We might not take a commercial break today just for the sake of trying to go through these six points that we wrote down for you. What matters is that you accept the fact, internalize the fact, that, you know what, you're not going to feel motivated that often. That's the truth. Maybe, what, 10% of the time you're really going to feel motivated to do anything? Most of the time, we go through life with uh, just doing things out of obligation. That's a fact. Uh, the problem is, is if in real estate, you have to uh, elicit a feeling in the person you're speaking with. This is true with virtually anything outside of maybe data entry, you know, where it's just you and the computer and the data. But if you're communicating with other people, if you're trying to get them to do business with you at some level, it could be a doctor or it could be a school teacher, it could be you have to feel or at least make them feel motivated, or you're not going to get the reaction that you hope to get. You know, you guys have seen a lot of zombie realtors, right? They go throughout life, and they just sort of work the deals that occasionally fall in their laps. They're never motivated. They seem to sort of like be like a ship uh, without any sort of udder floating around the ocean going whatever the strongest, breeze, the strongest breeze decides to blow them that particular day. Well, clearly that's no way to live. Um, because you don't really have much of an influence on the results that you get. So what we're going to do on today's radio show is we're going to show you guys how you can be in control of your motivation, how it can be a switch that you choose to flip whenever you choose to flip it. So if you are like the rest of us, where 10% of the time you're feeling natural, organic sort of motivation, great night's sleep, you know, the stars all aligned, you had nothing but wonderful things, and you know, you know how it is. You guys feel like that, hopefully, at least 10% of your lives. Well, I'm going to show you on this call today, as Julie, you know, Julie and I are going to present to you six ways, six specific points, and you write these down, listen to this radio show again. So at any time, when you choose that you need a little dose of motivation, you'll have it. So before we get to our points, Julie, I've been on coaching calls all day, so have you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting things you're hearing from your, your clients, interesting <laughs> things you're hearing from folks that are interviewing us to be their coaches and all that good stuff, anything you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, well, it is interesting to hear from some clients. It's, it's kind of fun to, to see. It's like, what's your mindset on this call? You know, because our clients that have stuff in contract and have listings, they're all excited. They're like, when will it stop? You know, they want a break. 
And then there's other clients that maybe were not so on top of it last month with their lead follow-up, and now they're kind of scrambling, and they're like, what's going to be next? So, you know, it kind of ties into today's topic, right? Your mindset can be controlled on some level by you. And it's, it's what's fun for me, I just got off a call with somebody that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, she had tons and tons of leads, but nobody was popping, and we did some lead follow-up scripts, and we got more serious and more direct with her leads. And now, fast forward two weeks later, she has three deals in contract and is making over 30 grand more next month than she was on our last call. But that said, I can already read ahead and think, now that she's that busy again, are we going to slack off on lead follow-up again? Are we going to have a, a uh, skip ahead month where we're busy this month but not next month? So as a coach, you know, you and I are constantly monitoring this type of thing. What's going on in our clients' heads? And, you know, you can go from yesterday, you didn't feel that motiva- motivated, but today you sold a house. So it's like, woohoo! And then tomorrow, oh my gosh, my phone's not ringing. So it's a right. bit of a roller coaster ride. And I think especially this time of year, when you also are dealing with the holidays, some of you guys are traveling, some of you are in the middle of a snowstorm, there's a lot going on. So let's jump in. I would guide, yeah. First, before we get to the first point, I want you to write these two things down. Long-term success, regular listeners and certainly coaching clients, you guys know this. Long-term success in anything in life, but especially in real estate, comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Easy to say, hard to do, especially when you're not feeling motivated. I get it. That's the point of today's call, to show you how to feel motivated even when you don't necessarily feel motivated. And the second thing is, and before we get to the first point, I want you to ask yourself and write in your notes how you feel right now. Seriously, how do you feel right now? Anticipatory of our incredible points that we're about to share with you, hopefully. (laughs) Do you feel anxious? Do you feel nervous? Do you feel distracted? Do you feel hungry? Do you feel sad? Do you feel tired? How do you feel? Do you feel motivated? You know, are you feeling whatever, right? So write down how you're feeling. Write down three to five words. And we're going to go back to those three to five words at the end of this call. Because what I'm going to show you is if you're going to pay attention as we're presenting these points, and you actually listen to these points and not allow your inner skeptic to rule the roost, you know, it's only a half-hour call, guys. This isn't going to kill you. You're going to find at the end of the call that whatever words you wrote down are going to be replaced with new words and hopefully more positive words. Oh, you're going to have developed motivation in yourself just by hearing us share these points with you. Point number one, my dear. All right, perfect. So point number one is to actually make a list of stuff you're grateful for. So you can get that, you know, get it out of the way. This is this is serious gratitude here. Sit down, write all the things you're grateful for right now. You can do it while we're talking to you. Just get started, and you'll see that it's not long before that feeling of gratitude begins to deepen. You'll feel better about what you have right here, right now, today. And you're going to see that your situation, if you were feeling less than motivated, really isn't so bad. It's important to break the past point of being obvious. Okay, So make a list of at least 50 things. Yeah, you can come up with at least 50 things you're grateful for right now. Once you get started, it starts to flow. Okay, And you know this is a great time of year to do it, Thanksgiving, time of being grateful. Okay, So you might be surprised after you look at your list. And I've done this with clients before sometimes on a coaching call where they come to the call, oh, you're not going to believe what happened to me. And I'll say, all right, before we go into that drama, name three things you're absolutely grateful for right now. And usually that takes them aback, they take a breath, and they're like, oh, well, okay. And then they recalibrate, and they don't even want to talk about what the drama was. It's interesting how this can reset you. Go ahead. Well, right. I mean, the power of showing gratitude is amazing. And it's because 
the um, a lot of things like if you're showing gratitude towards something, the uh, ego can't exist. For example, anger can't exist. Depression can't exist. Yeah. Sadness can't. Uh, all these things, all these dour words that sort of you know suck the energy out of our lives. Those cannot coexist in your mind at the same time you're showing gratitude. Gratitude is one of the most important uh, mental mindset things that you guys can work on anytime you want to. So remember that point. And again, start out by writing a long list. You know, it's interesting. Uh, all the time, every single day on every coaching call, our coaching clients, they always ask me, so how are you doing? You know, I always start every coaching call, as says all of our coaches here, with a simple question, what is the best thing that happened in your business since our last call to make you money? So when you guys become coaching clients, or if you're already coaching clients, you know that question. That's how we start every call, because we're setting up you know, the nature of the call, the time we're spending together is focused on your business and making you money, primarily. Well, it's interesting. They'll say, well, it's great, or they'll rattle off the things, or they'll ask how we're doing. And I always, you know, I always say the same thing. I always say, you know, anytime you wake up in the morning and you're looking at the green side of the grass, it's a great day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? That's how I actually look at things. Anytime you wake up in the morning and you're looking at the green side of the grass, it's a great day. Now, am I setting the bar really low or really high? I don't know. But just saying that makes me feel good and makes me feel uh, feel in much gratitude for my life and for all the wonderful things around me. And you guys have just as many gifts around you. So point number one was definitely start making a gratitude list. Point number two, Jules. Okay, and some of these points actually sound a little bit similar, but they've got a twist to them. So the second thing is to write a list of actual things that surround you that you're grateful for. So things that make your life possible, comfortable, better in some way. So this could be something as simple as like, you know, now I appreciate my glasses that I'm using, okay, which has been, you know, kind of frustrating and annoying that they actually do help. So I'm in appreciation that those were on my desktop right here. I'm appreciative of my phone, right, that's already communicating, telling me exactly what the weather's going to be so I can decide if I'm going to take our daughter on a walk later this evening, okay? I'm appreciative of the fact that we have pre-ordered some of our meals and I don't have to cook. It's already done for me. Things, right? I'm appreciative of little things, too, like the view in our, you know, out our office window, right? So things are okay to be appreciative of. Little things that maybe you take for granted. Your dishwasher. I remember when we were first married, we didn't have a dishwasher. That was a drag and a half. I'm appreciative we of our dishwasher. We didn't have a microwave. We didn't have a microwave. Exactly. We had to share a beat-up old car. You know. Yeah, well, here's this an was... example. What is with you people in California with your washer and dryer in the garage or outside? <sighs> If you grew up not in a warm weather climate, that's kind of weird to everybody else. So I'm appreciative yes. to have a dedicated laundry room. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Little things. Right. But things are okay. Well, so maybe you've yeah, got a favorite the, pen. It could be something simple. You know, you're you're appreci- maybe you're you have a like I do, I collect cars, so you have a your show appreciation for that. Go look at your whatever it is that you show appreciation for. I know Julie right now is putting up our, you know, she's been working every evening putting up the Christmas tree, and she's got this beautiful Christopher Radko ornament collection that she took better part of a decade to put together. You know, she's a, you guys get the point. I mean, it's okay to show appreciation, but the deeper you go down that rabbit hole of appreciation, the more you feel better. Already, listening to these points, I bet you are in a lot of cases feeling a lot better. However you started the call, started today's radio show, I bet those words are already starting to change in your mind, point number three, Julie. 
Point number three is to make a make lists of lists of things to be grateful for. So what in the world does that mean? Well, create a list of categories of things you're grateful for. Categories not just of things but of people, right? So what relationships are you grateful for? Some of you guys have really great, really supportive brokers. You know, I, I'm grateful for of our really amazing coaching clients. So people is a category. That can be family. It can be business associates. It can be some of your clients. Then you've got a category of perhaps best moments or memories of your life. I'll tell you one of the most significant things that I remember about this category is as my grandma was getting a lot older, she lived to be nearly 100, she spent a lot of time with all these great pictures that she had, and she could tell you where she was and what was going on and what was great about that day. So the best moments of your life. What skills are you happy that you have? I mean, we see this on coaching calls a lot. As soon as you guys actually use a pre-listing package, you're like, wow, that made all the difference. And, and that can, by itself, can turn around your mindset and get you into gratitude. What are the books that you, you're grateful that you've read? Maybe you should revisit some of those. There's certain books that you know, we've read time and time again. Different times of your life means different things. What about habits that you've developed that you're grateful for? So there's actually different categories of gratitude. Your health, and if you can't be grateful for your health right now, it's a great goal to set how can you do better on that next year. So sometimes it points something out, gosh, I'd like to be grateful about that. What should I do? So lists of categories to be grateful for. Make sense, Tim? Yep. Next point. So make a list, and here this sounds kind of uh, like we're going down a bad path here, but we're going to turn it around. Make a list of the worst stuff happening to you right now. Yes, actually come to terms with the doom and gloom. What are those things? Some of you guys come to your coaching calls with this baggage. You're not going to believe what's happening to me. I had the worst week. This is happening. Deals are falling apart. Things are going sideways. This wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Whatever. Make a list of it and then find the good in them. I just had a, a few hours ago a coaching call with someone where it's like all these weird things were happening with a buyer he was working with. Okay. So what was the real lesson in that? And we spent part of his coaching call finding out what does he have educationally to be grateful for. And I joke a lot about the real estate gods showing you certain things that you need to be picking up on. Like, you know, it's a good idea to actually pre-qualify a buyer and have a buyer presentation and stop some of these bad things from happening. So that's the good part is he had a clear demonstration of something that now we can overcome and never do again. That's the good in the tough situation. Some of you have difficult relationships with either other agents or your own clients, especially when you're negotiating. Well, look at the bright side. You get through that deal, you've just successfully negotiated something that was really tough. You've added to your negotiation skills. You've added to your confidence, your sense that, yeah, you can really do this. You're doing a great job in real estate. Maybe at the moment you were going through it, it didn't feel so good. But now on the other side, what's going on? And this isn't just with real estate. This is with all different sorts of things. So what are the worst things that have happened to you recently? Did you lose a bunch of money? Did you get food poisoning? Did you fall into depression? Did somebody flake out on you? Did you get rejected? Well, find at least one minuscule thing about each of those things that ended up being a good thing. If you've got to go back further to get more perspective, then do that. So one of the things, Tim, that you and I say, I, there's two sayings that I've been uh, adopting with some of our clients. One is, it's too soon to tell and to stop casting dispersion and judgment on something that just happened to you. Maybe the reason that you lost a buyer client is because tomorrow you're going to meet a really fantastic client that's going to take some time 
and be a better transaction for you. It's too soon to tell. And the other thing that I like to use is thank you, past Tim and Julie, for having it together on a certain topic. That's gratitude, right? So thank you for having bought that rental property 20 years ago or whatever the case may be. So make a list of stuff that's happening to you, but then look at the silver lining. That can turn the ship around very quickly. And, you know, sometimes that's what a coaching call can be about too. Well, you know, the truth is, Julie, um, Mm -hmm. from a coaching perspective, it's easier to have a learning opportunity with coaching clients after they've had a bad experience than when they've had a good one. Because when they have a good one, they don't learn anything from it. They sometimes get cocky, a little bit complacent, Mm -hmm. and they say, you know, they start believing that, you know, they don't need to learn anything, and they're a little bit harder to coach. The best coaching clients are some of the best calls or when they got kicked in the head. Because then they're right. then they're a little bit more receptive to realizing that maybe they're not as slick as they thought they were. That usually happens in the most, I say, painful ways when it comes to basically losing a listing or losing, you know, basically a really great buyer. In other words, the client chooses someone else over you. Opposed to just putting it in a box and rationalizing it as is the natural thing to do, I didn't take that listing because Dolly Drive Around who took the listing must have known them from church or whatever. I mean, don't we all do things like that? We try to rationalize our failure by convincing ourselves that somehow the playing field wasn't level and somehow you didn't have a fair shot and somehow you're the victim, or right? All the stupid thinking that a lot of us do. Now, opposed to allowing yourself to go down that path, the point of this point really is to write the thing down that happened to you that you're feeling that may have been something that put you back on your heels a little bit and then realize that that was an incredible learning opportunity. So if you didn't take the listing... What is it that you didn't quite do right? Maybe you didn't price it right. Maybe you didn't pre-qualify. Maybe you didn't use our pre-listing pack. Maybe you didn't. You get the point. It's an opportunity to learn. So even something that feels like it's a negative, if you see it as a learning opportunity, to Julie's point, it's too soon to tell, right? You label things as too soon to tell opposed to labeling them as bad. So that wasn't a bad experience that you got that didn't take that listing. It's too soon to tell because this is a huge opportunity for you to learn so maybe the, you know, the previous version of you would have just said, bad experience, I'm going to put it in my bad experience box and never think about it again. Mm-hmm. Maybe the new you, the more enlightened you, if you will, is going to realize that this is your opportunity because you're saying to yourself, it's too soon to tell. What did I do wrong? What should I do better? Where is my competition better than me? Why did the seller choose them over me? Call the seller, find out. You guys get the point. This is powerful, powerful stuff. It's part of you getting better. A better version of you is what a new year is all about. Point number five, Jules. Point number five is to actually write thank you notes. It doesn't have to officially be even a, quote, thank you note. It can just be a letter or an email with a sense of gratitude. And be specific. I have a great little book that, that is How to Say It Best. And it always, one of their main point is when you say thank you, say or you're showing gratitude, you're sending a message of gratitude, be specific. What exactly are you thankful for? So write a letter, an email to somebody. It doesn't have to be in business. It could be family, but certainly business is a good category for this. Maybe it's writing to them about a recent meeting. You met with a broker. You met with a loan officer. You met with Maybe you met a long-lost cousin. It doesn't really matter what it is, but the act of writing a thank you note puts you instantly into gratitude. And to take this to the next level, there's a great quote from JFK that says, As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not just to utter the words, but to actually live by them. That's a great quote. So thank you notes can go a long way. And I I would even add to this a handwritten, nice stationary thank you note 
goes even further in the day of QR codes, texts, faxes, emails, and everything else. I mean, think how special you feel when you get a nice handwritten note from anybody. Well, when was the last time? Like the first thing you open in the mail. (laughs) Well, but you know, the irony of it is, is we've all become so skeptical. (laughs) I'm guilty Mm -hmm. of this as anybody. When I get a handwritten, uh, other than from family members, when I get something that appears to be handwritten in the mail, don't you guys all kind of look at it with a skeptical eye trying to figure out if it's just a font that's a handwritten font? Mm-hmm. Don't you kind of do that? I mean, that, so that's what's essentially become of all of us. We've all become these sort of skeptics, knowing that people out there are kind of like gaming personal communication. We've, we've convinced ourselves that social networking is personal communication. It's not. We've convinced ourselves that Facebook is reality. It's not. It's just a highlight reel of people's lives, isn't it? So the fact is, is when you do take, you guys want to know what the leading edge, the true movers and shakers in the world are doing. They're doing the same thing that they did 50 years ago, and they're doing things like handwritten notes. They're doing things like personal contact. Why? Because nobody else does. I mean, it was really hard 10 years ago to get a realtor to do uh, direct contacts of any variety, even if it's just going to like a church mixer, you know, and uh, maybe giving a spiel on interest rates or whatever. Really hard to get realtors to do that. But now you guys have all these brilliant excuses of Facebook and Twitter and da-da-da-da-da. So you have this belief that the social networking, the digital version of you, is replacing you. That could not be further from the truth. Experience the power of a handwritten note. Start it for Christmas. Go through your whole center of influence and past client list. Write personal Christmas cards to all of them. Do it. Experience what happens as a result of that because so few people take the time. Point number six, Jules? That's right. And don't just say Bob Smith Remax. Write something yes. personal. Right. <laughs> all right. So the next point is saying thank you to virtually absolutely nothing. All of these things are designed to make you feel grateful. It's not always necessary to just target your gratitude. You can just feel grateful for no particular reason and put yourself into that mindset. When you can feel grateful for no particular reason, then you've really found it. Your default state is a love for your fate. That's a place worth getting to. So Nietzsche, don't even try and spell that, had a uh, quote that said, the essence of all beautiful art, all great art, is gratitude. Gratitude and motivation are very closely related. As soon as you're grateful for the things around you, it becomes easy to motivate your actions. Remember while you do any of these exercises that the whole point is to actually feel grateful. If you're not feeling it, then it's useless. So notice what happens to your motivation when your ingratitude has been slain and you get yourself into actual gratitude. They're so closely related. So take these exercises seriously, guys. Again, if we're your coaches, we're going to force you into it on that coaching call. But not all of you guys are personal coaching clients, at least yet. So take these, these radio shows seriously. These points actually really do work. I remember, Tim, I, you know, I have Rory, our previous our broker's voice in my head, and you and I, one of the original times we learned this was we would have something weird happen. A seller would find a mistake on a home brochure or some little nitpicky thing that would put us into bad moods. Oh, I can't believe this is happening. This is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. And I remember Rory storming through the office as he used to do. And he would say, don't be mad at clients that poke holes in your business. You need to be grateful when things go sideways so that you can fix them and be a better, more professional agent. And that always well, took I me back point- like, you know, oh, my gosh, he's, he's got a really good point there. But go ahead. But, ju- so, but Julie's, showing, Julie's showing you guys how 
back, you know, 20 years ago when we first were in real estate, how we were learning the importance of being in gratitude. But what she's really doing is she's being in gratitude towards Rory by saying right. that point. Exactly. You see? Right. So she was she was conveying um, something and information to you, but then what she was really doing is she in her own way was showing in a very public way gratitude towards Rory. Whether he ever knows that Julie showed gratitude towards him from today's radio write show, him who note. knows? <laughs> yeah, you better write him. You should, Julie. You should write him handwritten notes. You should do that today. Yeah, I bet yeah, you will. Because he comes Those out guys, frequently on calls, but go ahead. Yeah, he does. Well, it's because, you know, his favorite thing was after you'd screw something up, you know, you'd lose tens <laughs> of thousands of dollars of the deal. You, he, here's all he'd say. You won't do that again, will you? Right. <laughs> and then that, his that favorite, old his, school coaching. <laughs> yeah, you won't do that one again. And then he'll go, then he'd say, what that mistake cost you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So that was our first year in the business. But, hey, guess what? A broker like that helped us to sell over 100 houses our first year when we were in our early 20s. So, yeah, there's something to be said for uh, a strong coaching style. So, listen, I started out today's show by asking you guys to write down the words that were expressing how you felt. I bet the words that you would write down now, if you're able to, I know a lot of you guys listen to us while you're driving around on mobile devices and whatnot, but I'm guessing that the words that you would choose now to uh, describe your feelings have changed. Isn't that interesting? Now, what was it? We were on this radio show today for 25 minutes. That's it. We've only been together today for 25 minutes. And in that little 25-minute span, your emotional state has changed. Why? Because you are thinking through the fact that you are indeed, uh, you are gracious. You are blessed. You are in a wonderful place at a wonderful time. You are surrounded by people that love and care about you. You are in a, what, you guys get the point? You your life is nothing but a beautiful gift. It is. You know, God has given you life. And from that life, he's given you people that, you know, you can share your life with, places, people and experiences that make it so that your entire existence is all about gratitude. You see, it's a major shift from, you guys, you watch the news, you know, you read the newspaper, you hang around with pissy, moany people. I mean, there's no doubt you're not going to feel motivated when you're hanging around people like that. But when you listen to these six steps, just start by the first one of being, you know, writing down all the things you're grateful for and being really specific. The socks on your feet, right? The food in your belly. Those are all wonderful things to be, guys, I promise you, there's people on this planet that don't have what you have. You should be grateful for it. And from that, from that willingness and ability to change your emotional state, now you've gone from only feeling motivated, maybe if you're lucky, 10% of the time, to what, 20%, 30%, 40%, 100% of the time. Because you can constantly have in your head the replaying recording of all the things you're grateful for. A lot of times we ask you guys as coaching clients to keep a gratitude journal, to literally start writing down the things throughout the day whenever you're feeling a lull in motivation that you're, that you're in gratitude for. You will find that this book will get filled up so fast now, here's an interesting um, paradox to all of this. Some of you, believe it or not, don't want to feel, that you want to feel lack of motivation. Now, I, granted, it's not a lot of you, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to Julie and I every day. But some of you, if you find yourself resisting anything that you learned on today's radio show, and I venture a guess that for the most part we were reminding you of things you already intuitively knew. By the way, that is true learning. When something reminds you of something 
that all of a sudden it just felt like a comfortable, you know, a comfortable pair of jeans. It was because you already intuitively knew what we were saying. It's not like complete. It's not like we're teaching you something in Chinese if you've never learned any Mandarin. What we're doing is internally, you know, what we're saying to you is true. You know what we're saying to you is pure information that's designed to help you. So it just resonates with you, right? That's true, pure learning. Now, some of you are resisting it. I know some of you are skeptical about what you what you heard. Your mission is to do all six points, but then ask yourself, why is it that you choose not to feel motivated? How are you benefiting from feeling the way you're feeling? That is a question that's basically deeply rooted in your willingness to take responsibility for your emotional state. So if you find yourself resisting any of the points that we've shared with you today, I want you, and your homework is, and this is just for the minority of you that feel that way, write down how you're benefiting from not being motivated. That's a strange question, I realize, but it's also a critical question because then you're going to start, if you're being honest with yourself, writing down things like, I don't have to work if I don't feel motivated. I don't have to be held responsible for anything if I don't feel motivated. I don't have to produce anything if I don't feel motivated. I don't have to get out of my house if I don't feel motivated. You see, even the strangest behaviors that we all have as humans, uh, that, that from the outward, from someone on the outside looking in would say, well, that person is not benefiting from that strange behavior, you are. So if you just listen to our six points and you're not feeling motivated, if you're not at least willing to start allowing yourself to feel motivated, if you're resisting in any way, confront that and ask yourself, how am I feeling or how am I benefiting from not allowing myself to feel motivated? That right there is a life-changing thought that hopefully if the, you know, the skeptics amongst you uh, are willing to take on that challenge can totally and completely be a pivot for your life. So if there's anything we can do for you, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, um, and we'll be happy to help you with, ever, uh, with, with any of your real estate uh, coaching-related needs. But listen, I know a lot of you guys are shopping for a real estate coach. I want you to go and listen to yesterday's radio show. If you're ready for our level of real estate coaching, and not a lot of you are, and I realize that, and it's perfectly fine, but if you're ready for our level of real estate coaching, you don't have to speak to anybody, just go to timandjulieharris.com and choose your coaching program and sign up. But I will tell you, and Julie and I have been talking about this, we are absolutely positively going to cap the number of coaching clients that we're going to have probably by the end of first quarter next year. We have made the decision that we don't want to be a big Anthony Robbins wannabe type coaching program with billions of coaching clients. We don't want to be that. We want to have a small you know, relatively speaking, group of coaching clients that are able to get the absolute most from our coaching, uh, them, and from their business and personal lives. We don't know how to do that effectively and accomplish that goal and be true to ourselves. We don't know how to do that and be true to you and the commitments we make to you as your coaches by having a huge impersonal organization, so we're just not even going to try. Unless I can figure it out, we're not going to do it. So, we are going to limit the number of coaching clients we're going to have probably by the end of first quarter next year. If we're a good match for you and you'd like to get started, just go to the site, timandjulieharris.com and sign on. No contracts, guys. If we're not a fit for you, you can cancel at any time. Listen to yesterday's radio show, or you can request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. How do you feel? Do you feel motivated? Fantastic. Help us take your business to the next level in 2015. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. 
This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.